Yo, what's up? It's Bree and Katie, and this is the Considerate Joy Podcast. <laughs> what is up, people who listen to this podcast? There's more of you than I anticipated, truthfully, so thank you if you do listen to the podcast. We appreciate it. Share it with your friends. Um, and all of that good promo stuff. Um, today's topic is going to be a bit different than a typical podcaster's topic because mm. naturally podcasters like to talk. That's why they do what they do. But today, <laughs> but today oh. we are going to be talking about silence and all of the things surrounding that. Um, sitting in silence, choosing silence, when God is silent, all of those different things. So, Katie, why don't you introduce the topic with what you were telling me earlier? All right, so I'm not going to lie. We didn't have a topic prepared. Usually one of us has an idea, and then we talk about it, and that's how it rolls, and then we just kind of let the dice play out how they want to roll. But this time, we both were like, Hey, you got an idea, right? And both of us were like, no, we don't. (laughs) But then I was like, you know, just because I felt like I had to talk about it, I was like, I don't think this is really a conversation topic, more as like a conversation point. And I was like, but I was sitting at my desk today. I work in an office job. It's great. Fascinating. Just anyways. Truly iconic. (laughs) Answering the phone, just not anxiety inducing at all. That's a complete lie. Anywho. And so I'm sitting at my desk, you know putting stuff in a spreadsheet as an office desk worker does. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there and I'm just thinking out of nowhere. I'm like, man, I never really understood what like worshiping in silence meant until like a few months ago. And I'm sure all of the people who listen to this know, or some of you may not know, a song called So Will I. That was like really my first favorite like Christian song which sounds, like, really bad. But, I mean, I was jamming to Oceans in elementary school, if that counts. But (laughs) the first song that I ever, like, registered as, like, man, this is, like, my jam was So Why. And I always sang it, and I was like, this is such a vibe. Like, I just really like this song. But there's this lyric in there that says, if the rocks crowd in silence, so will I. And I never, like, looked at it more as just, I was just like, the rocks can't talk. You know, they're just rocks, you know? And, but then I really, like, a few months ago started, like, looking into, like, man, like, we can worship even though we're completely silent. And it kind of rabbit trailed, as it does when I'm left alone at my desk, of just, like, I can worship in silence even though, because some of y'all know, some of y'all may not know, that I'm, like, actively learning sign language, like, really slowly compared to most people, but I'm kind of just leisurely learning sign language. And so then I was like, yeah, like, you know, worshiping in silence, you know, as sign language. And then it kind of spiraled into like, no, like, I never really understood the value of just sitting in the presence of God, even though I was quiet until recently. And so then I kind of brought that up to Bree. And I was like, hey, you know, it just kind of hit me today at work that like what I just said, you know, that whole shebang. And then she was like, I read something about that last night. And I was just like, well... Well, look at that. Diddly darn. Won't God do it? And so now here we are talking about it. (laughs) Yeah. um, Something that's really important, too, like, to go with what you said was um, I 
am the type of person that, like, I will, like, get into a moment with the Lord, right? Like, at church or whatever, and I'm, like, in the moment, and I'm just encountering God, you know, in a special way. And so I will, like, stop singing. Mm. But then once I become aware that I have stopped singing, like, the words to whatever the worship song was, Mm -hmm. I, like, force myself to sing. Yeah. Because I'm, like, well, I have to keep worshiping. Right. And I'm, like, so many times me forcing myself to sing has distracted me from actually just being in his presence. Mm -hmm. And, like, I guess just realizing that, like, right now and, like, putting language to it Mm -hmm. is really, like, what am I doing? Like, why... And also, what kind of, like, pressures or arenas or whatever you want to word it as are we putting up that are making people think, well, if I'm not singing, then I'm not worshiping. Mm -hmm. And that's even what I was saying earlier. And that's one of the things that I really like about, this isn't me bragging, this is just something I have noticed. What I really like about Evangel Temple's kids ministry is that, like, they just let the kids worship however they want to worship. If they're dancing in the front, they can dance in the front. If they're just, like, sitting down, looking at the words on the screen, like, that's fine, you know? And I think a lot of people, and I'm included, just kind of grew up, if they did grow up in the church, with, like, you have to stand and you have to sing to be, air quote, air quote, worshiping. And I think I've realized so much now that worship can look different for, like, every person, you know? I remember the first time I ever saw someone worship. I don't know what the exact terms are for, like, with the flags. Like, they're dancers. Yeah, but, like, people who were just, like, worshiping with, like, the flags or dancing or, like, even if it's just normal singing, like, everyone worships differently and everyone's called to worship differently. And sometimes people worship best when they're just silent in the presence of God. And I think so many people don't recognize how much can come from just spending quiet time with God, which I feel like that's a very stereotypical, like, cliche saying of just, like, spending quiet time with the Lord. But, like, legit, I can say now that, like, some of the most powerful worship experiences I've had have been, like, even if worship music is in the background, me personally, I will be in silence. And I'm just, like, sitting with God, like, you know, letting him do what he wants to do. But anywho, your book. (laughs) Yeah. um, Because I'm going to keep rabbit trailing. So so before... We kind of segue into the next part of this. I just want to, like, encourage you, like, take what we're saying, take these things that we're learning, and, like, apply it. So, like, don't force yourself Mm -hmm. to worship in a way that's distracting from Mm -hmm. the person that you're actually worshiping. Mm -hmm. Like, we have been reconciled back to God through Jesus. And so, if you're focusing on God... By singing, then sing. But if you're focusing by God on God by just sitting there, then just sit there. Like, whatever it takes for us to fix our eyes on the Lord, like, it doesn't matter what it looks like. And so I want this to just be the beginning of us just taking off those norms and what worship normally looks like. Mm -hmm. And whatever that looks like for you, pursue that. Because our relationships are individual, you know, depending on who we are. We all have a different relationship with God because we're all different. Mm -hmm. And so whatever it looks like to you, like, I don't really do a good job of, like, praying. So I 
write my prayers, Mm -hmm. but, like, in the form of, like, letters to God. And so it helps me be a lot better about praying, right? Before I tried that, I was just like, God, I don't really know what to say, Mm -hmm. you know? So whatever that looks like for you, I want to just pause and take this moment. Whatever it looks like for you, pursue that and pursue that with your whole heart. Currently, I am reading Is It Just Me by Grace Valentine. And if you know this girl, if you know this book, then you know it's good. I recommend it to every single person that's in my life. Um, But there's a chapter called um, When God is Silent. And so she kind of, um, you know, she's telling this story about how she had a really hard time talking with God and because she felt like he was never talking to her. Um, And so she was doing this marathon, but instead of downloading her music, she didn't download it. And so then she had, like, no nothing to listen to for this marathon. And it's, like, a 13-mile marathon. So, like, running with nothing, it, like, feels awful. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to read this little part that she says. During the duration of that half marathon without reception music, and podcasts, I learned that silence isn't scary at all. As I ran in silence, I felt God. I didn't hear an audible, deep voice telling me my future, but I felt peace. I felt God telling me that he had me. And the coolest part, the trail I was running was the same trail I had ridden mountain bikes on at 16 while asking God to give me purpose. Mm. Now here I was six years later laughing at myself because I wouldn't have reflected on those times if not for the lost reception and my inability to download music correctly. And I just thought that was so good because, you know, like we're talking about silence and choosing silence, but it's not just so that, you know, and it's not just in a worship setting, like we've been talking about worship up until this point, but it's also just like in our lives. I feel like so many of us complain that God's not talking, but it's like, Mm -hmm. are we even giving him not permission to say because we're not authoritative over him but permission in the sense that are we even giving him a space to talk and in order for the other person to talk right like katie is being quiet right now so that i can talk you know what i'm saying and so we're not being quiet long enough for god to speak to us and so i think just as much as we shouldn't force something during a worship set right like if Silence is what we're being led to or it's what's feeling natural. We also need to pause in our lives and take the time to be quiet so that God can speak to us. And I think that's something I struggled with for a long time. And I'm very quick to admit that I sometimes overbook myself. What? <laughs> Who would have who would have thunk no it? Way. What? Wow, man, that's crazy. Y'all. I've never said that out loud, so go team. Um, sometimes I plan a little too many things in not a lot of time. And it stresses me out. And so I've always struggled with like not sitting in silence. Like silence doesn't bother me. Like the absence of like music or like YouTube videos or podcasts in the background, whatever. Like the absence of stuff like that doesn't bother me. But giving myself the permission to, like, be vulnerable to let God talk to me is hard. 
and I'm getting better at it, but I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that I got it all figured out because I don't. And so I think being able to sit and allow God to speak to you is something that is hard for a lot of people because we live in a society where everything is fast paced and we can look on Google and search whatever the heck we have a question about and we have the answer in like 0.2 seconds, you know. We don't really have to work for it as much as I think generations in the past have. And so I think it's really, I think it's just harder for this generation. And I can say it because I'm part of it. Like slowing down and allowing God to do things when one, it's not your timing. And two, it's not the way you want to see it is really hard. Because I'm not going to sit here and be like, man, I just love sitting in silence waiting for God to tell me something. Like, my favorite, you know? I love it. It's just so great. Like, no, I would rather just have a conversation like me and Brie have and be like, hey, what's up? You know, how you been? But sometimes it's like, hey, God, I have a question, you know, ask a question, and God just sits there like, and just doesn't say anything. And I'm just like, all right, great talk. Um, See you later, you know? <laughs> like, what do I do? And so I think pursuing that conversation is so vital, but it's also, like, one of the hardest things I've ever experienced as a Christian. Because <laughs> I'm impatient in the way of just, like, when I have a question, I want to figure it out, you know? Even if it's in a material sense. Like, when I was younger, I was so adamant. When I finally was like, why is the sky blue? Like, what the heck is that? It could be any color. Why is it blue? And, like, I literally went home and, like, looked up. Why is sky blue? And I realized it's, like, light diffraction. Like, what... That's like, you know, like I'm just the type of person that like if I have a question, like I'm going to figure it out. Partially that may be because fast paced society, that may just be a me thing because quirky, you know. And I think just giving space for God to speak and pursuing him to respond is something that's like super, super vital. Yeah, I love how you talk about that because I literally, my girl wrote about this again. And so I want to read to you what she said because she addressed the same thing. And I wasn't planning on sharing this, but, like, obviously God. She said, I think there's a reason Jesus isn't running around in a white robe everywhere. There's a reason he came as a poor servant instead of a rich king. Mm -hmm. There's a reason he wore a crown of thorns and was mocked and abused instead of wearing a golden crown and being widely worshipped while on this earth. There's a reason that in the storm he was on top of the crashing waves walking with confidence but the disciples didn't recognize him and could only see a dark figure. Jesus wants us to find him in the chaos. He is still there. He isn't hiding from you. He's just waiting for you and me to open our eyes. He's waiting for us to remove the doubt from our lenses and see him for who he is, a Savior who loves us and who doesn't need human language to communicate with us. I think, because, like, that's just what she said. Like, she didn't hear God, but mm -hmm. she felt his peace. Mm -hmm. And, like, there have been so many times where I feel like God wasn't saying anything to me, but then stuff going is going on in my life that could only be God. So I'm like, okay, do I want God to just talk to me or do I want him to work in my life? Right. And we're not in a space where we have to choose, but we are in a space where we have to say, God, whatever way you want to communicate with me mm -hmm. is what I have to accept, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that's just so good. Yes, you reminded me of, like, every single time that's ever happened. And I think I'm really stubborn in a lot of ways. And I will actually admit that. And I have said that out loud many times. I'm very stubborn in the way of, like, I used to get way more easily frustrated with it than I do now. 
of like God would be working, but it wouldn't be how I wanted him to do it. And then I'd get mad or like God wouldn't respond to me in like 24 hours. And then I would get mad. Like I would be like, God, like, just please, like, you can see that I'm struggling with this. Like you can see that it's making me frustrated. Like, can you just say something? And now like looking back on all of those things, like I can see he was working now, but I think it's harder like in the moment when God's silent to be like, well, yeah, God's got it, you know? And now I, like, have to say, I say to myself all the time, because I'm still actively, like, getting better about it, of just, like, yeah, God's got it. Like, I don't need to stress about it, you know? Or, like, I may not know what's going on, but, like, that's fine, because I'm not God. I don't have to know what's going on, you know? But I think it's hard to not let yourself get agitated when we don't know the plan, but, like, you have to remind yourself that, like, God literally had planned this, like, before we were even born, like, before our parents were even born. Like, God's already known what's going to happen. We just have to trust that, like, his timing is way better than what we ever could want our timing to be. Yeah, for sure. And I want to speak to a specific group of people right now because um, this is where I often find myself. And I've read in so many different places where um, so many times we keep busy as a trauma response because we don't you know we're scared of what we're gonna find in the silence Mm. um and she addresses it in this book I seriously recommend it is it just me by Grace Valentine it's so good for anybody out there that has gone through some stuff and is wanting to process it you know she addresses it but so many people address it that you know Sometimes we have to go to the hard places to heal from them. And I'm the type of person that, like, I suck at, this is going to be hard to admit, but I suck at being introspective. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a hard time dealing with, and maybe it's because I'm prideful. That's probably Mm -hmm. it. But, like, I have a hard time not admitting when I'm wrong when it comes to other people, but, like, admitting that there's something wrong within me. Mm. Like, something that I need to deal with. Yeah. And so, you know, for the longest time, like, and I'm even still working through this, right? Like, avoiding being alone, avoiding being in silence. But I just got out of a season where I was by myself a lot of the time at night because of just some crazy things that were going on and as somebody who has been so scared of silence and that has literally been in a place where it was silent like I just want to encourage you like it's not as hard as we make it out to be you know, like, it's not, it is hard, it's sometimes uncomfortable, especially if God is, like, pushing you and refining you, all of that is uncomfortable, right? Sadie Robertson, my girl, she gives this kind of analogy that, like, her daughter hates being in the car seat because she's uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean that she just doesn't make a ride in the car seat, like, she still has to ride in the car seat because that's where she's safe. Right, Mm -hmm. so even though God may call us to these uncomfortable places, things that we don't necessarily like, right, like he's doing it for our benefit. And so, you know, if you were that person that's, like, scared of the silence, scared of anything in that area, like, I just encourage you, you know, you don't have to find comfort in the silence, but you can find comfort in God. 
and God is with you and he's not going to forsake you, whether you're in the noisiest room or you're in a silent place, right? Like, either way, God's got you and it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And so I just, you know, I wanted to address that because as one of those people, it's super hard to like even think about just being in the silence because then you also have the thought of, well, what's my mind going to do? Because when you're somebody that doesn't know how to submit your thoughts to the word, you get really scared of where your thoughts are going to take you. Mm. And, you know, that's a whole other topic for a whole other time. But at the same time, it needs to be addressed now because it's always needing to be addressed, right? Like if you're that person that's scared of silence because, you know, your thoughts might be crazy, well, take those thoughts captive, right? And submit them to the word. Like that's what we're supposed to submit them to the truth. Like, that's what the Word tells us to do. And so, yeah, I just wanted to address those people because I know the silence can be super scary. Um, But just as Grace learned in her silence, right, like, there is peace in the silence, Mm -hmm. you know, when we're spending that silent time with God and focusing on Him and all that stuff. So it doesn't have to be as scary as we sometimes feel that it is. That's really good. I remember just you reminded me that of like how our thoughts can sometimes like rabbit trail somewhere else. One, it reminded me of all the times I have read school assignments and then I will be reading. And somehow I remember that my brain is not reading, but somehow my eyes are still going down the page and I'm thinking about what I'm eating tomorrow for lunch, you know. But another thing about that is like when I was super like depressed back in like 10th grade, like late 9th grade, early 10th grade. Time escapes me. I'm not good with time. Anyways, like, back in, like, early high school, I'll just say it that way, when I was, like, super depressed, like, that's really when I peaked. And I've talked about this in a previous episode, so that's why I don't mind bringing it up again, of just, like, how I always was, like, wearing headphones and wearing earbuds and, you know. And that's, like, really when I was just, like, constantly distracting myself, even though I didn't know at that point that's what I was doing. But I was constantly kind of distracting myself with, like, music or like movies or podcasts or videos or you know my whole little tangent that I always go on and like I always was kind of distracting myself in that way because I was so scared where my thoughts would go even if it wasn't necessarily like malicious intended thoughts it was still just like I didn't want to be uncomfortable thinking about all of these like crazy sad things you know what I mean and so I think if you're already struggling with your thoughts I don't want to sit here and say, go complete silence. I feel like I just have to like kind of put this out here. I don't want to sit here and say like, hey, just, you know, jump in, go, go full in, full send it. You know, I don't want to sit here and give y'all that advice because I understand what it's like to not be comfortable doing that. So if you have to start with just like you being silent with like worship music in the background, like that's okay because everyone has to start somewhere, you know, I don't remember the first time I ever was just like starting to be silent and just letting God speak to me like I can't pinpoint an exact point that that happened but I do know myself well enough to know that I did not just go like full silence like I had to have had either like worship music in the background or be like in a Wednesday or Sunday service as they're worshiping in the background you know and so I just want to put that out there like if you aren't comfortable with complete like no sound at all like please do not put yourself in that situation because God can still use you even if you're just silent and stuff's in the background you know God's going to speak to you either way 
but it's still very important that you are pursuing him and like actually like actively pursuing like what he is trying to say to you. So I, I just felt like I had to put that out there because I understand what it's like to be like, I am not comfortable doing this. And like baby steps are still like really big steps when we're talking about God. And so I just felt like I had to put that like disclaimer out there. Like, please do not pressure yourself. God appreciates any effort you take towards him. But sure. still actively try and get better, you know? That's not me just saying, like, do the bare minimum. But, like, the bare minimum is still big steps, you know, when you're doing something for the first time. So I just felt like I had to put that out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely, something I think that, you know, could be beneficial to all of us is just trying to set a time, a time in the day or maybe just a time in the week. Like, I'm going to set this time aside and I'm gonna be quiet Mm -hmm. and see what happens you know God might speak to you he might not but at least you are in the practice of saying hey I don't have to always be the one talking like my communication with God is a two-way street right and I don't always have to be the one talking to him I have you know, training ourselves to set aside that time where God can begin to speak back to us. Mm -hmm. And there's a song called Quiet from Elevation Rhythm. And I love this song for many reasons. And that's a great song to put on during that moment, right? Because the lyrics, she's just saying like, I'll be quiet, let you speak through the silence. You know, basically just saying like, here I am, God, like do whatever you want but I'm going to be quiet. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I just encourage you, like, put on that song, sit there, let God do something in your heart. Like, he might not speak to you, but he's definitely going to be moving within you, whether you recognize it or not, because he's always trying to make us better. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's a great challenge for us all to take and for us all to uh, begin to work on this week. As we are moving and getting all the things done and all of that good stuff. News, we made an Instagram account. Consider it Joy Podcast is now on Instagram. So follow us, share our posts, share this podcast episode if something spoke to you. Um, yeah, we have offered this up to the Lord, whatever he wants to do with it. So... I hope that you receive something from this episode that is going to help you on your journey of coming to know him. Sorry, I almost said the whatever, whatever. What's it called? What's it called, Katie? I don't know what is it's it called. The mission is, statement? Yeah, the is mission it the, statement. It's the mission statement. It is? Mm-hmm. Our church has a mission statement that like is ingrained in my soul at this point, and I almost said it, yeah. basically. But, like, it would have made sense. Like, I hope something encouraged you on your journey of coming to know him, growing to love him, and living to serve him. You know? That would have made sense. It still will, because Katie's going to keep this in there. She's not going to edit it out. Hey, future me, leave us in. (laughs) Whole thing. thing. Just leave it all in. Audio magician, leave it. Just whole thing. Right. (laughs) For sure. All right. We love you guys. Bye.